0: super talk mississippi media production what's the key to discovering delectable dining find something that sizzles a time-tested favorite a feast for your eyes and palate and a dining experience handled with care in vicksburg the key to the south You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi state sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24 7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at Supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there. Our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House uh, here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie. If Bruplo was in Canton. Oh, yes. The City of Lights. Right. Home of Brooks Roberts. Our friend. Unfortunately. Oh, don't be like that. He could be Brooks Roberts, though, if they had strange. I love Brooks. Everybody loves Brooks. The the, the man who made Bulldog Sports Radio go for all those years, my friend Brooks Roberts. Yes. Uh, But, you know, if he wants Strange Brew Coffee, he's got to go to the website, Strange Brew Coffee House com. I don't know if he's a coffee man or not, but I, I'm sure his wife is because she's got a kid. They've got a kid. Somebody's got to be awake with that kid. So got to have some coffee happening somewhere. <laughs> so wherever you are in this great state or great country of ours, if you want Strange Brew Coffee, it's just a click away. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. I talked to uh, my buddy Scott at College Corner. He assured me that a couple of things are happening. One, ReliQuest Bowl victory T-shirts will be in very, very, very soon for order. And he is reloading his stock on the uh, state hoodies, the black and white hoodies, and the Mike Leach jerseys and everything else that's so popular that you guys sold them out of stock. So they're going to be getting a lot more back in. I will let you know. I'll tweet out some links when that stuff comes back in. In between now and then, if you're looking for new gear, they've got it at College Corner. New year, new gear. We say it every January, the first week of January, every year on this program. We're saying it again. Time to get some new stuff. It's a new era of Mississippi State football with Zach Garnett. You need to look the part. Get some new gear at College Corner Restaurant Tyler over there on the corner of Lost My Train of Thought there of Washington and Maine. Starkville's flagship restaurant. When you want a great lunch, the best blue plate in town, it's at Restaurant Tyler. Then, if you want to go and and live it up at dinner, they got the best food in town at Restaurant Tyler, and of course, the best Sunday brunch, also Restaurant Tyler. Not a lot of places can make that claim and say they got the best of all all three meals. They can do it at Restaurant Tyler. Next time you're in Starville, make sure you've got reservations at Restaurant Tyler. Mississippi State 19, Illinois 10 is the final score from the inaugural ReliaQuest Bowl, formerly known as the Outback Bowl, formerly known as the Hall of Fame Bowl. Mississippi State gets the win in dramatic fashion, and in the kind of fashion that I, I, it's become a trend, Robbie, over the past few seasons. When State wins the Egg Bowl and goes to the bowl, you forget how it got to that game. And, you know, I think the Egg Bowl happened and everybody was in such a great mood, and then you have the tragic passing of Mike Leach, and everybody's just excited, you know, for the game, though, at this point. they just The game is finally here. And then you watch the game, and you're like, oh, yeah, this team wasn't very good offensively the last... You know, six games of the year. that's how it went. But they did enough to get the win. They played great defensively. They had some big plays in special teams, and some players stepped up for some guys who had uh, had hit the portal. Pretty good win for Mississippi State, a great start to the Zach Arnett era. Let's hear more about it from the man who's in Tampa, Florida right now. Tell him, fuck. Well,
1: here I am, Brian, at the media hotel that I'm not staying at, in uh, Tampa, I'm about 12 minutes away from here, but I decided to stop through here and uh, talk to you. And it was a great day. I mean, we started this day around—I think we got to the stadium around 10:30. We left about 8 p.m., um, and it was uh, a day well earned by Mississippi State. And it worked out exactly how you wanted it to work out. Mississippi State goes out a winner. They go out on their terms this year, they win nine games, just an absolute great season when you bowl it down and you talk about where where you thought things could be preseason. When we started talking about Mississippi State preseason and what they could do this year, we talked about you know nine wins was on the table, and nine wins is what they needed to get this year, and it's exactly what they accomplished. A lot of crazy stuff happened along the way. A lot of heartbreaking things happened along the way, but Mississippi State – leaves winners nine and four on the year in a thrilling ball game here in this one it was a defensive battle like we thought it might could be I think you and I both had a relatively low scoring game not as low scoring as this right but two great defenses going up against each other and I thought that the way that Zach Arnett and his staff handled this ball game through all the circumstances it was a a total team win for Mississippi State really uh, good to see I mean everybody wanted Mississippi State outside of Illinois fans of course Everybody wanted to see Mississippi State go out like this uh, with, with Mike Leach and um, his passing and kind of the tragic circumstances. State went out, winners, and kind of ironically by a field goal, which was, uh, which was kind of funny to think about. But yeah, uh, just an overall great day for
0: Mississippi State and a really good way to end this season. Yeah. Inter- a couple of interesting things. You know, we talk about the transfer portal all the time. All of State's points today were scored by transfers two touchdowns by Justin Robinson and Marcus Banks, and then the extra points and the field goal by Massimo Biscardi. I also thought the two best players that, for Mississippi State today, the two guys who on offense made the most difference, Simeon Price and Justin Robinson, the reason they had such big games that had such many opportunities is because of guys hitting the portal. If Dylan yeah. Johnson and, and, and Rara Thomas are there, who knows how this game plays out? Maybe it's differently. Maybe State – it plays better, maybe they play worse. I, I don't know the answer to that. So I just found that very, very interesting. Shout out to Brooks Bryant for pointing that out on uh on Twitter. He he was a little more uh a little more angry about it in terms of not trying to be petty with Dylan and, and Rara, but but I found that I just found that incredibly interesting. And in this day and age of college football, the portal was really what helped Mississippi State uh win win this football game. And so now like you said, nine and four, they'll finish the season ranked in the top twenty uh and that's just the kind of season that if you're a Mississippi State fan you can't ever you can't ever say no to. So let's just go right into it. Let's let's talk about that. That's number 1 on my these are the things that are true the final things that are true of the 2022 season. The first things that are true of 2023, you will have to wait barring some sort of incident in basketball and baseball where I feel like these need to be brought back out. You have to wait until Labor Day weekend to to hear these again Labor Day itself. Let's start with number one. That's a great season, however, you slice it. You can be frustrated with the way they played in certain games. You can be frustrated with some of the personnel decisions. You can, you can, you know, be upset that they lost a game they shouldn't have lost. That's fine. But when you talk big picture, when I say what's your grade on the season, if it's not an A, I can't really take you seriously. A yeah. nine win season. Mississippi State has only won nine games nine times in 100 plus years of playing football. They finished the year in the top 20. They won the Egg Bowl. Guys, you really can't ask for. Would it have been nice to have found a way to beat LSU? Absolutely. Should they have beaten Kentucky? Of course they should have. But when you talk about overall perspective, this is is a great season for Mississippi State. Doesn't matter how
1: they got there. Everybody in this entire fan base would have signed up for 9-4. and Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. And especially, you know, winning eight games of the regular season, winning the Egg Bowl, winning a bowl game. I mean, if you if you didn't give any more details before the season, every single person would have taken that, unless you're just, you know, completely unrealistic. There, I'm sure there's a couple of people out there, but everybody would have signed up for this. <clears throat> and, um, you know, considering the circumstances and what all happened, I, I thought it was kind of a storybook ending for Mississippi State. It doesn't matter how they got there. It doesn't matter that – the offense was a lot of times stagnant. You know, Will Rogers probably didn't have a step forward this season as far as, you know, his performance, but he got Mississippi State two more wins than he got last year and five more wins than he got two years ago. So leading the team as a quarterback, he made he helped make, make Mississippi State a better team. I thought the defense progressively got better. I thought um, the addition of Jaden Crumity was really helping this team as well. So if you – before the season set, would not take nine wins,
0: a bowl win and an egg bowl, mm-hmm. then you're just an idiot. Well, you were so. I always laugh when, I, when you're the harsher one. Like, I have this reputation. I'm just such a, a jerk, and everybody hates me. And, I'm just, and all I said was, you know, you can't, can't take your opinion seriously. But then you jump in with you're an idiot. So I appreciate so, you taking the, the strain off of me sometimes. Well, I mean, I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. No, you're not if you, wrong. If
1: you're somebody that thought Mississippi State coming into the season was going to win ten games, you're just not realistic. No. So for them to get the nine and four, and again, three straight years, well, I guess two straight years of being a better team, I think that this is the. And you know, we'll we'll see. The jury is still out on Zach Arnett. i mean, You have to turn another page. This isn't. The trial like hasn't team. even
0: begun on Zach Arnett. Right.
1: It's a long so. Way to
0: go. You know,
1: I, but I would I would suggest that Mississippi State is climbing as a program. We'll st- we'll see if that continues. But you go from four wins to seven to nine. I mean, it's it's definitely a
0: team that's gotten better and better. Yeah, yeah. When 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 you know when you hire Mike Leach, you talk about year to year improvement, and then you you find that that plateau, which is, should be eight, nine, ten wins every season. They were they were they they were on that path. For sure. And I agree with something that uh, one of the most prolific of message board posters said uh, peanut on your on 24 seven. now What now? Peanut. oh4 Uh oh, yeah. Mississippi state, you know, go back to the start of the Dan Mullen era, right? That's when Mississippi state kind of finally put its foot into what college football was going to become at that time. Right. Before that, they were running an outdated offense. They had outdated recruiting methods. It wasn't It wasn't what other teams were doing. Mullen brought state into the, the 21st century. so that's that was 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe four, that's 14 years ago. I'm sorry, because it's been five seasons since he go, he's gone. Yeah, nine. So that's in five times in that time frame, states won nine games or more. And they won nine games or more in 10, 14, 15, 17, and now 22. Uh, and they won eight games in what? Uh, 12 and in uh tw- in 18. So, the, the old days of, you know, state, yeah, this is a six-win program, and those days are over. Yep. You know, Mississippi State, it's, it's okay to sit here and say, I think state can be a nine-win program. They've done it five times in the last uh, 13 seasons. That's, that's, that's a good clip for anybody outside of the top, top tier of college football. So, We'll see how that and,
1: goes. And, and I can promise you the guy in charge right now mm-hmm. has no ceilings in his mind. That, that, that's his mindset, that, absolutely. That it might be the, you know, the, a different mindset than anybody that's ever coached in Mississippi State. I mean, I'm sure everybody has their thoughts like, you know, we can take this to the next level, whatever. But even, you know, Dan Mullen used to talk about how Mississippi State has never accomplished this and tried to dress up when his teams were mediocre. Mm-hmm. Zach Arnett will not be hearing anything about, you know, this no. team is it needs to just just get to a bowl game, win the egg bowl, things like that. He wants to take this team to the next level, and that's what he's trying to
0: do with what he's doing with his staff. I feel very confident that Zach Arnett would be a proud member of the end zone eleven. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. He
1: got right. he 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 got a little stern with me again today. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Tell me. I've I've got to st- I've got to stop getting so. You you to stop poor mouthing. It's what you need to do. I didn't poor mouth. What'd you say? He he said that. Say? He he said that Matt Brock was calling the defense. Uh huh. So I that opened the door, for perfect opportunity to try to get him to tip his hand mm-hmm. on what he's doing moving forward. So I asked, do, you know, considering Matt Brock called the defense, do you expect to take over the defense moving forward? Because he had mentioned, you know. For this game, you know, there's there were so many distractions that they had had leading up and he didn't want to you know, he he didn't feel like he could focus fully on the scout and all that stuff, so he gave it to Matt Brock. Right. So I asked him, you know, if is he going to continue to call the defense? He was like, "This isn't the time or place to talk about that."
0: <laughs> like, what? Uh, and i also i
1: also I'm gonna asked talk to him i
0: like, will talk to him when next time i next time i have a chance i'm gonna be like you need to keep up this rivalry you got going don't do him. that don't oh, do wait, that wait, wait. you need to be i need to be the guy you pick on he can he's <laughs> tough he can handle it don't
1: encourage him he I also asked him like you know what was it like <laughs> the chance to you know run the team like what the what do those yeah. feelings feel like it wasn't it wasn't about him it's about the players
0: there you go that's us <laughs> I, I know how I'm going to oh, phrase my I question. I can't say anything. No. I cannot say anything correct. No, you can't. All right, number two, good teams win, but great teams cover. What a fantastic backdoor cover that was. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I was watching that. I was like, as he's, as he's about to the 20, just the thought pops into my head, Robbie. I'm just like, oh, what was the spread on this game? What, what yeah. that three and a half? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, then, that was and, nuts incredible what a what a funny play i just i just had to throw that in as a thing state,
1: that I, I was watching that on the sidelines too my first thought when he ran it back was like oh my god there's so many people that are going to be affected by this one way i would other. have
0: loved to have seen a sports book live video of just like oh no and then some there would have obviously been some oh yeses too i'm sure some people took state and gave the points uh number but three you know,
1: that's going to be on on scott van pelt tonight oh
0: yeah yeah that's a terrible beat for somebody Number three, and I might get in trouble with some of y'all for this one, but I'm just going to have to do it. I'm going to let Will Rogers off the hook for these last two games. I think he has put such a burden on himself these last two games. I think that in the Egg Bowl, and you talked about this last week, I think, that he knew what was going to happen if they lost that game. He knew that his legacy would be defined. By being a quarterback, zero three in the Egg Bowl, he knew that Mike Leach would be on the hot seat. I mean, we talk about you know the players—they say, "Oh, we don't listen to the outside noise." Well, that's a lie. They know what we're saying. They know what's being talked about, and they know that if Mike Leach had been seven and five, zero and three in the Egg Bowl, that he would have that next year would have been a tough year for him. They knew all that, and I think Will Rogers just put so much pressure on himself. He played. Terribly in the Egg Bowl. There's no getting around that. And I think the same held true today. I think he was so desperate to win this game to honor Mike Leach that he just didn't play well. And, I mean, he he didn't. He did not play well. I'll go and tell you, he's not getting any coffee at the end of this. Well, I I, I I think – I think that was emotional. I think it's more emotional than anything else. I think next year, new offense – more reliance on the running game. I think Will Rogers can still thrive and be a quarterback who wins more than eight games, nine games for Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, and I do want to say I thought that that Will was pretty good in the second half. Mm-hmm. I thought, especially you the two touchdown or the two scoring drives in the second half were good drives, really good drives. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he got some help on that last drive from Simeon Price, but. I, I thought he played really well in the second half, and I, a lot of people were. I mean, you can tell me if um you can tell me what you saw in this, but a lot of people said that he just that first interception. He threw the ball right at the defender. That ball was batted. It was a tipped. Of it was tipped. What, I'm not sure what people. I don't were know that it was that. a great
0: throw because that safety still would have had a chance to make a play on it. He's trying to throw it. I think the Tulu on a, on like a quick slant. Maybe not Or Dan Wally won. I can't remember which Wally one. Wally is, is open, running like a little uh, route out there in the flat. He's open, but that's not who he's throwing to. He's throwing it into the end zone, and whoever the receiver is, I think it's Tulu, I could be wrong, has inside position to make the catch, but that safety is there. I don't know that it was a great throw to begin with, but it was definitely tipped. Yeah, I mean,
1: he couldn't control where the ball went after that. Huh. And You know, maybe that's part of the problem, too, that he's, you know, he wasn't, tall enough to throw past that or whatever but i you know a lot of that is just a great player a great play by the two defenders but i thought second half he really i think he just came out real jacked up in the game i thought the second half he came out and played a much better ball game i mean he still was 29 of 44 for 261 mm-hmm. um, 66 um, percent completion percentage mm-hmm. I thought the offense in the second half was much better, and I think you got to give a lot of credit too to to Simeon Price for coming in there for Jaquavis Marks. But you're exactly right. I think that the what what happened in the Egg Bowl coming in that game and how badly he wanted to win that, and then also leading up to this game with this, everything going on, he's one of those guys that he just wants to win so badly. And I think mm-hmm. it does affect his play sometimes. He's got to kind of play within himself and learn to, to channel those emotions a little bit. I mean, you saw how emotional he was on the sideline. Yeah. And I saw how emotional he was uh, in the post game, you know, yep. post game interview. I, I, One I'm thing going, you cannot question about that guy is how badly he wants to win and how he prepares. And we, look, we can, talk, we can talk all we want to about, you know, lack of mobility, lack of arm strength and stuff like that, there's not a person out there that wants to win worse right. than Will Rogers.
0: And I you know I've said before and I still think that Mississippi State would be wise to, to, to look at the transfer portal and maybe bring in some good competition for him. I do think that he's played poorly at times this year, but these last two games, I'm willing to, to write them off and, and give a clean slate to go into 2023. That's yeah. just my opinion. Uh, number four, you saw some articles today. You saw some tweets today. Big change is definitely coming for Mississippi State. The offensive staff is going to look dramatically different, and then we'll see what happens defensively. Um, I hate to hear that. You know, I saw the reporting that Jason Washington could finally. But real quick, let's give some credit where it is due, Robbie. Before we we go too far into that, shout out to Football Scoop. I know they took a a quick break from reporting news around the Egg Bowl. They didn't have any news to report about potential coaching hires around the Egg Bowl. When there was a lot of other coaching news, they obviously were on vacation or something. They had nothing to say regarding the Ole Miss-Lane uh, Kiffin situation in Auburn. Shout out to Football Scoop for getting back in the game, getting back on that horse. We're proud of you guys. Way to go. Way to, way to get back in the game after that, that tough stretch there at the Egg Bowl where you didn't want to report anything.
1: And they, they were so they, – they, they did not think that Mississippi State's tweet was very funny They about did not. Lane Kiffin.
0: No, they did not. So there, there's not those a publication that, like Dan Mullen getting getting an email. <laughs> but Lane yeah, Kiffin, that place is, is a joke. Yeah. Uh, and by anyway. the way,
1: their reporting right now, I don't think is entirely accurate either. Okay. I think so they mentioned Jason. Well, I think they mis- mentioned Jason Washington was That's who I wanted was, to talk about. I don't believe that that is a done deal. I think that there's there's still some conversations being had there. I don't think that Jason Washington is 100. percent
0: not it would be kind of weird system. for Jason Washington to propose to his fiance or propose to his girlfriend knowing he's probably leaving. That, it feels like a situation where you want a little stability, right? Yeah. So No,
1: I don't think that's a done deal yet. I, I have heard that we're probably not going to expect um, Drew Hollingshead and also Steve Spurrier Jr. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, Brad Peterson I, I uh, released that news after the game. Brad Peterson is taking over as Basically the job that Dave Emmerich had and then Matty Dudek and Bernie Thackeray, those two are probably gonna be moving on as well. Mm-hmm. Um and wish all these coaches the best because they did nothing wrong here. Right. And I hate it because every single one of those people loves it's just Mr. collateral State.
0: damage. It's just it is. It's just it's just Arnett part deserves, of the process. Arnett deserves to be able to create his own staff. To
1: yeah. be able to put his this is not yeah, this this is this isn't his staff. He's got and he also has to, you know. I said it last week, it's his his butt's on the line.
0: Yeah. I will so, give one, one small piece of, of news that I can, uh, and that's Mississippi State is going to have one wide receivers coach going forward. I fully yes. expect there to be a tight ends coach on the next staff, but I know for a fact there's just one receivers coach. So, and maybe
1: a quarterback's coach.
0: Maybe they, they, they will probably add. The offensive coordinator, Mike, is my guess that he will be the quarterback's coach as well because you only have so many spots. You yeah. know, you gotta have a running backs coach. You gotta have a receivers coach. It looks like you're gonna need a tight ends coach. So we'll go from there. But
1: I wonder like, if I wonder if Ryan Lindley might be part of the staff. Could possibly be Could possibly bring Zach Garnett. We'll so he has connections there. Yeah. And then yeah. I expect we will see a, an assistant coach hired within the next couple of days.
0: I agree. I agree with that. So I hate that dudex leaving for one reason. It's a personal reason. His daughter and my daughter are really good friends. I hate. I hate that we're going to Emily's. We're going to lose a friend in all this. But just I know. kind of what it is. It's that, it's it's that, always that, tough you, you don't ever think about that stuff, man. You just you know, coaches go, they come, they go. You ain't got a family, you know. They're in school. They're you know they 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 got to pack up and move when you know when dad gets a new job. Does he go on to the next job? And you wait here and finish out the. I mean, these, these are things that sucks, sucks. Yeah, it is what it is.
1: But and and again, you know, these coaches have have embraced Mississippi State. I think more than any staff I've ever seen here. Yeah, the the entire assistant coaching staff and you know mike leach was the same way they just embraced Startville and they loved it here i mean i don't think any of those guys really want to leave mm-hmm. but no, it, I don't is what it is
0: all right number uh four i'm sorry number five robbie i started saying in 2021 that 2023 was the big year you know i had some people call me out on that they're like no that's not gonna be right because we're losing too much on defense i kind of had an idea even back then that some guys would take advantage of their COVID. Year. Now, I'll be honest with you. So I did not expect to to be back, but yeah. Johnson and Watson pickering. I'm not overly surprised that they're back for one more season. So you knew I had all that. And then, you know, I didn't know you're going to lose Dylan Johnson and Ra rah Thomas, but I'm just not that concerned overall about that. Mm-mm. I said in 2021, that 2023 was going to be the year. I still believe that we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but, This team right now should be preseason top 20. They should be where Ole Miss was at the start of this season, but you have an actual reason beyond, well, I'm sure Lane Kiffin will be good to to rank them there. They can return a ton of production. They return a ton on the offensive line. They bring back a lot defensively. Now, we got to see what they do in the portal. They need to get a kicker. They need to get some more pass rush probably, maybe another DB. But there's, this team should be preseason 15, 16, 17.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. There's going to be some juice behind them. It, it, might, it might lose a little more luster than what it could have been just because of the unknown with Zach Arnett. But that's not really important to me about mm-hmm. you know, preseason recognition. State never gets preseason recognition. Um, so you know, that, that might have a little bit of bloom off the rose just because you don't know about Zach Arnett. Mm-hmm. But with a really, really good um, coordinator hire, that a lot of people can get behind nationally. Uh, I, you know, I don't think anybody's going to believe that State's defense is taking a step back, so they're going to know the defense is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you sew up some concerns on the offensive side of the ball, State's going to be one of those uh, you know, media darlings next year because you got Should so be. much returning from a nine-win team. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I really do believe that they're, they're going to be a team, you know, maybe going like it was in 2014, a team that people start talking about. Could be a little buzz, or... yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll see. Yeah. And of course, the, the, the schedule, the schedule it is just, it's as good as it can possibly be, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. Uh, number six of things that are true, which are all true, by the way, run to win. Period. End of sentence, end of statement, end of thought process. State, you can't you can't look at the at the, the win loss record for state this year. You can't look at the box scores and not say this team is better when they're running the football consistently. It doesn't have to be thirty times a game. It doesn't have to be thirty five times a game? Just knowing they're willing to hand it off. Seventeen carries today from Marks and Price. It's plenty, especially when they got guys breaking tackles. Simeon Price, Robbie. We talked all year. We're like, man, this guy needs more carries. He's a good player. Showed off today. I thought. Yeah, he was outstanding. Four
1: games this year, they've rushed over 100 yards. They're four and up. Yeah, and um, then you consider Ole Miss; they had 97 yards, but they were over 100 yards with their running backs. All I ever look at,
0: yeah, I I don't even look at total yards rushing. I just look at what did the tailbacks combine for. Designed designed runs. I'm not worried about Roger Um, getting sacked.
1: So you can count Memphis and on that. I'm, look, I'm just looking through real quick. I think they were close um, against Arizona too. Oh, they ran over 100 yards against Arizona. Okay, there you go.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, Arizona, A and M, Arkansas, and Illinois were all 100 yard games. And total. Then, and then you had the you know Memphis was the, over 100 yards with their the running Ole backs. Ole Miss was over 100 yards. So really six and zero. Yeah, when they rushed over
0: 100 yards with the running backs. Yeah. So that I mean, and it so doesn't mean the, they're three and four when they didn't. One of yep. those games is a, against an FCS team. One of those games is against a group of five Bowling Green team. And then mm-hmm. you have Auburn. Yeah. So. Which they rush for 13 yards. Um, yeah. But, I mean, but I think Mark's like really, for like 50 yards, but they only got like six, seven carries. I mean,
1: really, it's really the, the rushes that I look at. Right. If they have over 20 rushes, they're usually going to have a good shot. If they got 25 rushes, they're usually going to have a really good shot um and you know there's exceptions to it of course there's you know Alabama where they ran the football um you know 20 plus times but mm-hmm. the it, it all boils down to Mississippi State and really anybody when you commit to the run and you're successful at it it's opening up everything else and to and i thought in the ball game today state had a lot of success in the second half running the football and there's it's no coincidence that the offense ran smoother in the second half, because of it, mm-hmm. uh, the same thing in the in the Ole Miss game, they did the same thing in the second half. They just committed to running the football a little bit more, and it worked. So, and and I, you know, honestly, I, I think most people understand that state is going to commit more to run the football with whoever they get. Yeah, there's not going to be another Mike Leach that runs the offense. Right, right, like right, he does. So there there's going to be more
0: commitment to the run. I agree. Number seven, Justin Robinson says, no rah rah, no problem. He will be huge in 2023. He showed you today. I said this, and you and I both said this back when, you know, during the season. This is a guy who was a four star prospect that was good enough to get signed by the University of Georgia, the soon to be back to back national champions. All right. They don't just hand out offers at Georgia and then sign players just because they like the way they look in their uniforms. Right. He yeah. obviously had talent. He obviously had potential. And then you got to see it today. He'll be a key cog for Mississippi State next year. I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, I I, I would I would put him down for 50 catches right now without even thinking about it.
1: Yeah. And he's he's a guy you, you could tell early in the season he was frustrated. I remember I think it was the Memphis game, like he was visibly frustrated out there. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, whether it be, you know, he didn't get the playing time he wanted or whatever. And I understand that because he he came to Mississippi State with the thought process of he was going to get a lot of playing time in Mississippi State because he didn't in Georgia. And he came in in the spring, had an up-and-down spring, but I thought late in the spring he was really good. We saw him in the, in the fall and was one of the more impressive receivers that we mm-hmm. saw. Yeah. So it was – obviously flashing out there just wasn't consistent enough and over and over it you know it got better for him and i think eventually he ended up passing antonio harman he was you know right there um on, on the outside as the number 2 guy and this was a perfect opportunity for him to just step up and then i think it's just a testament of of these players saying you know next man up we, we talked about Simeon price we're talking about um two guys here that their numbers were called not just because, uh, you know, Dylan Johnson or Rara Thomas left, but in Simeon Price's case, jaquavis Marks goes down. It's just like what he did against Alabama came in and gave him some good reps. I thought both of those guys really showed the promise that they have, and Justin Robinson especially. You're looking for an outside guy. A lot of Mm -hmm. people were saying you got to go to the portal to get an outside guy. Mm-hmm. here's a pretty good outside receiver right here that I think can help you win a lot of games next year. And when you think about
0: next year and what uh, the offense is going to look like, I mean, it, it just makes sense to think that it's going to be more three receiver with a tight end, right? Yeah. Well, the three receiver like set. Wally can play on the outside. He, he's big enough to get out there. You could go Wally, Robinson, Tulu. Then you have Harvey in the slot. We'll see what happens with Mosley. Harmon is the guy, like, you're going to have to go into the portal to get a tight end, quite obviously. But first yeah. thought is Antonio Harmon can slide to that position as well. So you got some guys there, for sure. I think Robinson, though, showed you today that he, he's going to be a player for Mississippi State. I'll be very surprised if he's not a really good player for State next year. Number yeah, eight, sure. I don't normally make predictions in the, uh, in the things that are true, but I'm making one because I, it's going to be true. It just is. Mississippi State will have a top 20 national defense in 2023. Top 20, if not higher. I I, I almost pulled the trigger on top 10. You just don't ever know, though, because you, you have injuries. You never know. But And what's funny about this defense to me for next year is it's not like 2018, right? There's not a Jeff Simmons, a Montez Sweat, a guy that's just like, that guy's a first-round draft choice, right? Crumby's a really good player. Watson and Johnson are great linebackers. Um You've got good players, don't get me wrong. But there's not like a superstar. I just think this is a really good unit. They have a lot of depth. And I mean, I think they got some young guys who who can step up next year. Guys like John Lewis and Ty Cooper, uh, Trevion Williams can be stars potentially. But I, I just like this group next year. And with Arnett and I think they're gonna have that continuity with Arnett and Brock sticking around. They're they're going to be one of the best defenses in the country in twenty twenty three.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's entirely possible. I, I've always thought that the older teams are usually some of the best teams, um, and there's exceptions out there, obviously with teams that are just uber talented. But you got a lot of experience out there; you're going to have the upper hand. And I, I would love to see. I I haven't been keeping up with Mississippi State's defensive rankings. I would love to see, you know, how far this this team has come over time this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming in this game, they were 40th in total defense. I imagine that's going to move up a couple of spots after today's game Yes, and probably moved up after the Ole Miss game. But one thing that I've always said about Zach Arnett's uh, defense is the stats don't really tell the story for this team Mm -hmm. they're going to give up some big plays they're going to give up some points and there's a lot of games that they've had where they've just been i mean quite frankly just completely gassed because the offense wasn't able to to keep them off the field and things like that it doesn't really tell the full story of how good his defenses have been yeah and you know after what we saw on on saturday i mean on uh sorry on monday you know, I I would feel completely confident turning that defense over to Matt Brock, yeah, to be the get the leader of that defense, and I'm sure Zach Arnett's still going to have a tremendous hand in that, but I don't think anybody for a second is going to blink if Matt Brock is the guy calling the plays and calling the shots on the defensive side of the field. I agree. Uh, so I, there there's no reason to have any kind of doubt in what Mississippi State's going to be doing defensively next year and moving
0: forward because I think. This defense has a chance to be good for a while. I agree. I agree. They they've done a good job of recruiting. They got the coaching staff in place. I I, I do feel confident in this in the future of this defense while Zach Arnett is here. Uh, number nine. I, I can't get through the whole day without a little negativity, can I? Oh. I do worry, Robbie, that this is the second time in a row where State has gotten to what. The what I would call the up year in the cycle, right? And I I do believe in that five-year cycle that I talk about all the time. Three years of seven, eight wins, one year where maybe you drop back down to six, and then you have one year where you're up nine, ten wins. 2018 should have been that year. And it wasn't because you had a coaching change and you didn't have the right guy in there. I worry that, you know... It's it's this is twice now that you've gotten to the up year and you can't have continuity at the head coaching position. Now it's not anybody's fault that that's happened, you know, because nobody could have predicted Mike Leach was going to pass away. But damn it, I just wish it could just be easier. Is I guess what I'm trying to say here. Nothing is ever going to come easy
1: for Mississippi State. No, man. it never will. Um, but you know, this is this is Zach Arnett's. Moment. This is a chance for Zach Arnett to be another um, Mike Leach success story. I mean, how many guys have have come up under his wing that have just magically somehow become really successful? I don't think there's a. I don't think there's any kind of coincidence about that. I think he does. And I think that was something that Mike Leach did better than anything that he did in his life. Uh, just about was prepare people to be great coaches. Mm -hmm. And Zach Arnett has all of the uh, intangibles. You know, I think he he seems to be a very good leader. He seems to be, obviously, a great disciplinarian, very organized. It just seems like he's a guy that is ready for this moment. And that's something that I've taken away the last few times that uh, I've been able to talk to him, hear from him, uh, press conference setting or, or an interview or whatever is he's a guy that just seems to be really prepared for this. And uh, on on a few different occasions, he's talked about, you know, Mike Leach's document that he gave the coaches about. He wrote about, about this, right? Yeah, about – and he he talked about an in the interview that I did with him on uh, Thunder and Lightning. Um, the document that Mike Leach gave the coaches about being able to take complex things that they – that they're trying to relay to players and and give it to players in a simple matter. And that's something that's not easy to do, but it's something that uh, Mike Leach did really well. And it seems that Zach Arnett is, is able to do the same thing. So, you know, I, it's like you said, it's not going to be um, easy, but it is what it is. And I think Mississippi State's up for the challenge.
0: Yeah. I agree, because I'm saying this. Number 10, this is the year. This is a 9-10 to 10 win year for Mississippi State. I'm telling you now. Call me in out. In the regular with, season. In the regular season. They will finish the regular season at worst 9-3. and three. That is what I'm predicting right this second. Uh, I, I, I believe that. I've believed it for the last two years, and I have seen no reason to change. Even though there's going to be a lot of change, I believe Mississippi State is on the right path, and they, they are going to be... There goes Elizabeth. Oh, there yes. was Tiffany. Say hey, Tiffany. Say hey, Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're live on the podcast. Not live, but we're taping. But he, he wanted to say hey. Hey, Tiff. <laughs> I couldn't
0: resist. Uh, and she's wearing uh, the state I shirt. Heard it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I believe it. Nine, nine, nine to ten wins next season. I really feel good about ten. I mean, Alabama, sure, not probably not going to beat them. But even LSU coming to coming into Starkville is not – I mean, is that a game right now on January 2nd, I'm willing to say, no chance to win? Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah, they should, not. They
1: should, be, they should be good, but, I mean, you're – you got to be feeling good about yourself too. Now yeah, you feel, I mean, you
0: feel fine. And that game's in Starkville. I feel and good.
1: Why in God's name would I would I say that Mississippi State shut me on the field with LSU after Zach Arnett
0: has corrected? Yeah, you better watch your mouth. Have you heard <laughs> you say that? So <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm buying in for 2023. Uh, you know, I'm I'm no question about it, Robbie. I'm ready to be heard again. Why not? All right. Let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. You, you know, if you celebrated the New Year the right way with a big beef tenderloin or a prime rib, mm. I, I'll tell you who's eating beef. It's a lot of the Bulldog fans down in Tampa. I've seen a lot of tweets, people going out all these steakhouses down there and getting tomahawk ribeyes and New York strips and everything else. Oh, you would have loved the press box meal. They had
1: they had uh, b- barbecue brisket. It was like wrapped up, like almost like you know the bacon wrapped, um, you know, like bacon wrapped green beans and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. The- it was like wrapped up, like brisket on brisket, like wrapped with barbecue
0: sauce all oh, over. Oh my it. lord! See, oh, it was freaking good. The things you can do with beef. It's so yes. delicious. And when you next time this weekend, if you're looking to cook out, make put beef on the menu. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends in the Mississippi Beef Council. Two brothers smoked meats this weekend. Mississippi State versus Ole Miss. Huge basketball game. Be it pregame or post-game, If you're headed to Starkville, make sure you've got to stop at Two Brothers on your list of things to do. So much good food there. So many great people. Great location. What's not to like, man? It's, it's always good. I'm running out of superlatives. You know that it's good. Go there. Two brothers smoked Meets. Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. Advantage Business Systems promises it and delivers it. That's the difference. That's the difference that they make. And they've been doing it for 47 years, not 48, 47. They're getting there though, 48 next year. They're just running strong. There's no no end in sight for Advantage Business Systems because they take care of their customers. And that's how it gets done. When you need technology, you call Advantage Business Systems. When you need service, you call Advantage Business Systems, and you can to talk to the guy who made you the sale. Not an out-of-state consultant, not an out-of-the-area call center, somebody here in the 601. 601-362-9192, to be precise, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. New year, new gear. It applies to the Rogue, too. It applies to the Collegiate Collection. Treat yourself. Get a big-time shirt from the Rogue, from their Collegiate Collection, their polos and quarter zips. Super quality, and they've got the logos that you want. No more ridiculous. I I love Zach Arnett, but that polo he's wearing today, come on, man, with the two-colored sleeves and the giant logo, nobody wants that. What I want is a simple, understated maroon polo script state on there, and I'm done. I'm walking away. They've got that at the Rogue. They make it easy, and they give you the quality that you expect from the Rogue. Shop at the Rogue. Shop on the Rogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. One last time, Robbie, let's talk about something important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down.
1: Coffee's for closers only.
0: All right, Coffee is for Closers is brought to you by our friends over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse. We already did all that, so I don't need to go back through it with you. I got to give Will Rogers no coffee on this one. Just not his best day. Although I do agree with what you said, Robbie, that he played much better in the second half. But defense was so good, special teams were good, the other skill positions were good. I, I, well, I, I'm nitpicking, but I got to give it to him, right?
1: If you want to, somebody has to people, get it. People have called me a Will Rogers homer, so I'm not going to say anything bad about Will when it Rogers comes to coffee,
0: after... I'm, I'm I'm sitting on end waiting on O. I know O for coffee. <laughs>
1: Chief. Chief. <laughs> even, though he call, even though he called me Chief, and I've been one of his biggest like, yeah. supporters.
0: Ah, uh, I'm a Will Rogers fan. In the SEC. <laughs> I wonder who I'm going to pick. Who, who could it be? Ah, uh, You know, I mean, Missouri, they lost. They didn't look great, you know, doing that. Uh, Florida? Yeah. <laughs> Nah, nah. I'm gonna go. I'm going go with Ole Miss. What Aww. What you know about that? Um, hey, played out almost exactly how we predicted. It did you have Did you have a good Halloween? Can you remember back that? Song? I can't remember. Oh, that you, that you can, was. You can't remember the last time Ole Miss won a game. That that's that's right. Can you can't You can't remember that. Was it that Was it that long they ago? They lost. They beat Texas A&M on Halloween, in a game that they could have very easily lost. They could have very easily lost. Very. I mean, it played out almost exactly how we predicted. Yeah, yeah. It played out how I predicted. The only difference for me is I, I had them losing to uh to Kentucky. You had them. You had them. I had them
1: beating Kentucky. I had them going seven and zero, oh, and so I, had I had
0: them, them losing to Auburn. Yeah, but you had them beating State. Yes, originally. I did. Yeah, I did. I, I was like, matter. I was up in the air on it. All that's in the past, Robbie. We'll leave that all behind. They got embarrassed in the Texas. I'm sorry. Let me say, let me give the branding, the tax act, Texas bowl. Congratulations. Ole Miss $9 million. Don't buy what it used to. I know Joe Biden's America has got a lot of inflation happening guys, but uh, what's going on here? $9 million to go eight and five and finish unranked. I mean, think about how, you know, what they feel like
1: right now. They, they, they had, to, they had to fork out that kind of money. They did. And what do you get in return? Bupkus. Five losses in the last six that's games. Say,
0: that's how they say nothing, Paulie. Bupkus. Yep. There you yeah. go. Uh, nationally, they made it pretty easy on me. How can I not pick USC after what happened today? Up 45-30 with, what, four minutes to go? And they lost to Tulane. Shout out to Tulane! What an incredible season for them. They get to host Ole Miss next year. I can't wait for that game. Um, that's an incredible. I always love when they get this Group of Five team into the uh, the big bowls, and they beat. You know, and it happens. It happens all the time now. Happened to Auburn. It happened to uh, to Florida State. Um, somebody else lost uh, to uh, to a Group of Five. I can't remember who it was, but I'm looking forward when we get into the playoff and that. That group of five-team wins to go to play in the, the semifinal for a national championship. I can't wait to see those games. So that's exciting. So USC, fight on, but no coffee. No coffee out in L.A. Uh, this week. All right, Robbie, what's your uh, schedule tomorrow? I assume you're flying back tomorrow. What's the deal?
1: Yeah, I'll be uh, flying at 10 a.m., so 9 your time. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so we're looking at an evening then- recording is what you're telling about. Yeah, it'll be it'll okay. be so later in the night. Let's let's hold off on the rumblings for another week just just to get back you know back to normal. Yeah, because uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just have a normal show tomorrow. Uh, also, future Brian will have to be involved. Oof, we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen because we got Mississippi State Tennessee basketball uh, tomorrow. It's what time is that game? Six. So we could record. We can after. record after it. All right. So then, no future Brian. We'll just have the show. We'll cut, we'll recap that. Uh, we, we may or may not have coaching search news for you. Uh, on tomorrow's show, we'll have to see. But I wouldn't be surprised if some some names were starting to pop out uh, pretty quickly. We will find out. All right, guys, have a great Tuesday. Robbie, and I'll be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Supertalk Mississippi.